0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Hey, happy Friday, the twenty third of September already, twenty twenty two. Welcome to Elijah Streams, as uh, sponsored also by Elijah List. That's a, both of our organizations for twenty five years. We've been bringing uh, the voice of the prophets to you, and it just gets more intense and more specific and more detailed. And more accurate all the time. So we're, we just love what we're doing. And we're excited to bring. We're going to be bringing um, Donay uh, Petrus- Clement Petruska. Or I'll have to ask her how have to say that name again. <laughs> but he, she is uh, Kim Clement's daughter. And she has continued to carry the torch since he went home to heaven. And, and play. Uh, it's amazing how many of his prophetic words are still coming true um, as we speak. You know, right up to today. So that will be fun to, to show uh, and to have Kim um uh, on. Okay, uh, I want to only have one announcement. It's more of an exhortation or encouragement to be sure uh, and, and stock up. This is, you know, uh, Barry once came on. If you didn't see him yesterday, be sure to tune into him. He's the show before us on Rumble. And he gave a strong prophetic word that says, don't get into fear about the things that are going to happen in the next few days. And it was very specific about the next few days. It's not one of those that's in the future uh, days and weeks and months. He was saying the next few days. So we we have been uh, warning people or exhorting people for months to make sure you ha- you're you stocked up with groceries. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if the supply chain is going to get suddenly bad. We don't know if the Internet's going dark. We don't know if the banks will close. We don't know if the stock market will crash. But these are all possibilities that have been mentioned out and about. So just make sure that if it's within your means to get more groceries for not only just for yourself, but in case there are people you know that were not prepared, you can share with them. Be sure to do that. Top off your tank with gas. We're going to do that even after this broadcast today. I'm going to go out and gas up the cars to make sure we're topped off. Um, So we just want to make sure we're prepared and ready and all of it. All right, I have no more announcements. This is going to be great. Uh, so, uh, without any further delay, let's bring Prophets and Kings, uh, Prophets and Patriots, sorry about, Prophets and Patriots in and we'll talk to today. Here we go, Prophets and Patriots.
2: There has been a terrorist act. America will retaliate for what they did to our people as they flew in the air of a long island. Today, I was given a vision about the whereabouts of Osama bin Laden, who's in a city close to Faiz al Pakistan. Bin Laden is dead. The U.S. intelligence community got wind that bin Laden was hiding somewhere in Pakistan. Israel is forever. And the Jewish state will live forever. 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 God sees says- it will be revived. This one nation shall experience what they predicted for this nation, an earthquake in Japan. A new group of terrorists are emerging. They will train pilots to plunge, to attack, to steal.
3: Former Iraqi military officers who have defected to ISIS are now teaching their fellow Sunni extremists
0: how to operate the planes.
2: Oh, New Orleans, enough of this. Enough. Now we'll take uh, the men that have stood in faith, raise them above the flood uh, that shall destroy those that constantly bicker and stand against my servant Moses. What is happening in Egypt? They'll get tired of singing Allah. Now start singing about Yeshua.
1: How are you, man? I get chills. I mean, you've seen it enough. Your chills may not happen anymore, but I get chills watching that.
3: I still do. I still get chills. Well, I just right now, I was thinking, my goodness. And then I started thinking of other things going on now, and I'm like, oh, look at that. I didn't notice that. And you know what? That happens all the time. Where you know. You know It's been how many years now since Dad's passed away? It's been six years. And uh, since then... Uh, you know, by now I was sure. Oh, you know, everything he prophesied, we would have it would have come to pass. Totally. Except there were a few couple of things I thought, and then as things started to unfold more and more over the years, you go back and you look at those prophecies again, and then it's like, oh, this made sense. I didn't understand that before. Now it makes complete.
1: Sense. I told so, you when we sat down in Salem, Oregon, a few months ago, and I said, I. I thought maybe a year after he passed, after he went home, there would be some prophecies that you'd still play. Here we are six years later and they're still current. It's like today's newspaper, you know? It's, it's phenomenal to me.
3: And it and is to me as well. That's why, uh, you know, uh, we've been going on the Reawaken America tour. And uh, Steve, you know me and my family, and you yeah. know that's nothing, I've ever done anything like that before. It's all a new experience for me, Um, but I have to say it's been such a blessing just for me in understanding the things that that God was saying through my dad, too, because it puts me in a position where I don't feel frightened and I don't feel uh, unsure the way a lot of people are feeling. And it's such a blessing for me to be able to say, look, God knew and here's proof that he knew through my dad, who is no longer even alive, nor was he alive to form an opinion and pick a side in this, you know, he was, uh, he didn't speak for the last year of his life. So we're going back 2015.
1: Well, I can't wait that we've got a bunch of clips we're going to show and I know that people probably expect that. So we're going to do that before we get into that, Dunny, I got to ask you, okay, so first of all, Kim is a dear friend of mine. We didn't get to hang like some people hang with friends, but. I I tell people every once in a while. Say, Kim is the only male in my life who blew me a kiss from afar. I went and saw him at TBN. I've been near home twice: once in Texas and once in California. But I went to visit him at TBN Studios in in Dallas, Texas, and he saw me coming in. I don't know if he knew I was coming or not. So he was up there at the keyboard doing it, and he just blew me a kiss, and it meant so much because it was just affectionate. You know, he was an affectionate man, and we we just loved each other you know we we uh, people that may not know for several years a number of years every single week he would do his saturday program and every friday those out on the elijah list would go the announcement of his show and we just we just had a thing going i i sat down at, at his meeting in dallas at, as he, meet, he was meeting in Carrollton, texas that time and And I think his assistant at the time said, uh, this had to be like 2003, 2004, very, very early on. And so we were just sitting there while they were getting ready to do the program, uh, because that's where he was doing it from Carrollton at that time. And she said, Steve, you will never know what you've done for Kim. And I said, I guess I don't. What do you mean? And she just began to tell me that we had helped promote him. And it was very very humbling. But i got to ask you. Okay, so you started off as Kim's little girl, all right? And you were never a public figure from what I could see before that. When did you realize you, that your dad was more than just dad? He was a prophet to the nation. Was there a point where you go, where you realize that? Well, Tell me that.
3: Absolutely, yes. Uh, so uh, growing up, I had an unusual childhood in that, first of all, we were uh, in apartheid South Africa while it was yeah. still under apartheid. Um, and then we moved to America. But during that time period, my dad was traveling back and forth, back and forth between South Africa and America and then also into Europe. And um, I, he just took us with him. So my sister Jacqueline and I are the two eldest. And the rest of the kids didn't have that as much. Mom and dad kind of stabilized and, you know, we needed to be in school and stuff. But when dad first started out, they didn't, they had nothing really. And dad was just going where God was showing him to go. And so for me, growing up, it was, that was my normal life. So when we did settle in Dallas, because we moved from uh, from South Africa, did like an official move to Dallas. And I started going to school and growing up a little bit more and starting to understand, you know, the world better, and sort of you know, you're, you're a child, you're in that child. But I would say it must have been around maybe 10 or 11 years old. It was, it started to occur to me. Well, my dad's doing things that other people don't really do. Like, there's not a lot of dads doing this. And then it was also, right. what is your dad? What does your dad do? That was such a difficult question to answer because. You can't just say, especially uh, if it's just somebody in the world, someone who doesn't understand you, know, my dad's a prophet. You know, that sounds crazy. So it, it started to occur to me, something's different. And I would watch him do personal prophecies over people because he did a lot of that in the early years. He kind of, he kind of cut back on that a little bit um, because there came a period of time where he felt that people were becoming too dependent on him yeah. and God. And he yeah. didn't like that. So it, 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 he had to take a, a major financial hit. It was difficult for him. It, the whole ministry, we went through some difficult years because really? he backed away and said, I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, and he was following what God was doing. God said, go to Hollywood and worship. And he did because he was plowing. Now, we as Christians, especially prophetic people, will understand the worship and the plowing. Yeah. Uh, Judah shall plow. That's what he was doing in that region as a prophet before the trouble. You know, there's always been trouble in Hollywood, but, but what we're seeing now is, is just complete demonic manifestation across the board. You can't even say the name Jesus. Uh, uh, it, it's in people's contracts. You're not allowed to say Jesus. You say, oh, Really? Really? Moment. This is what's coming out about M&M. And I, I do have to, to check on the m M&M m information, but that's yeah. okay.
1: And when you by Eminem, you're talking about the, the, the singer-songwriter Eminem, who's, a, I guess, a rapper, or he became a rapper. I, I, I don't know his music, but I saw a thing on him this morning that he just did a, a rap for Jesus. Is that what you're talking about? Or?
3: Yes, and the thing about it is he, he had been uh, uh, under a contract. So when Kanye West did the, the Jesus is King album, he did a verse for it, but then they couldn't release it because Eminem was under contract and he wasn't allowed to say Jesus. So if you listen to the, to the verse, it's like he's finally set free. He's like he's talking about the Bible as his sword of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, this is a guy who used a lot of profanity and said a lot of shocking things in his music back, in, back years ago when dad was prophesying about him. And said that he, he and 50 Cent and one other would be like a threefold chord.
0: Wow, one other would,
3: would have been Kanye West because at the time he prophesied it, nobody knew who Kanye West was. And so that is something I'm looking at. I want to make sure all of that is true before I go code breaking and announcing it and and, and showing prophecies on it. But the point being is that I was watching him not only prophesy over people, but I was watching him sacrifice. Because at that point, then I started working in the office and we would have to wait for paychecks because we didn't know where money was coming from because dad really had just said, I'm obeying God, which did require sacrifice. So all of these elements to it began to build for me a picture of what a prophet truly is, and I was paying attention because I knew Dad was special. And, yeah, then, I you know, and growing up, I used, to, I used to try to guess who's Dad going to prophesy over. I'd be like, God, not guess, I'd pray. I'd say, God, show You were me. trying to
1: guess, say it again, what were you trying to guess?
3: Who would he prophesy over in a meeting? Because I'd walk into the church with him, and I'd know he was going to end up prophesying over people. He always did. Yeah. This is the earlier years now. So I would I would sort of play a game with God and be like, okay, God, you show me you show me people and it would be right. And I never told dad I was doing
1: that. Oh, you were you were nailing it, huh?
3: And then I was writing notes. Me and Lance Wallnow.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was this little kid, I must 12, 13 years old with my notebook. And there was Lance wallnow with his notebook. And we were just like <laughs> watching my dad. So it, it, it's also cool for me that, that Lance is on the Reawaken Tour that I, yeah. I've known also my whole life. And I will, I will say, before we go on, my dad dearly loved you, Steve Schultz. Oh, thank He you. always spoke fondly of you. And you did get the word out about him when he needed that to happen. Like, you were also in alignment with God's will there, and he would have recognized that. So that's the
1: blowout. Oh, so kids. good. You know, he one time, a lot of people didn't, don't even know up to this moment that I was dying. Basically, I was bedridden for about four years and I didn't tell the, the Elijah list. We didn't have the video portion and Kim found out about it and he texted me. He says, I will get on a plane and fly out there. And I didn't feel worthy of it. So I, I declined, but I, but I, it always meant a great deal to me that he would. He would be willing to do that. I probably should have just let it because I probably would have shortened my, it took him a long time to figure out what was wrong with me. They couldn't figure it out. So then five sinus surgeries later and I get my weight back. But, well, listen, I want to add a couple more things. Oh, I wanted to do comment on this. When, when you talk about prophesying over people, he had a unique way of doing it because he would call a person up over here and he'd start to say something and then he would call someone else up over there. And then he would, you know, he'd have the stage filled with four or five people and someone in the audience standing and then he would come back. To, it was fascinating. Sometimes he would connect the dots right there on the stage. That's so, exactly
3: what I was going to say. Is, is some, Sometimes he would call certain people up, and you'd find out they all had the same birthday. Or they were all praying for someone with cancer. It wouldn't even just be... It, it was incredible, and you could see if you were a witness to that standing there. There is no way this man could have figured no. that out. Because also, um, he was very particular in how he handled himself in those situations. So he wouldn't socialize uh, with the people, not to be stuck up. It's just that he understood that if his mind, his flesh, was filled with information, it would corrupt what God would want to to say through him, either to an individual or to that particular church or region. So he would separate himself, and the less he knew, the better. Yeah. The less he knew in his mind... The more accurate he was so he conducted himself in a specific way to accommodate that
1: and he worked he
3: be pure so
1: hard once he was on the stage your dad you, i know you know this because he would come out completely dry and he, the evening would be over and he was completely drenched he always had extra clothes back in the room to change into didn't he he, he was he would just be drenched yes. and uh, i mean he worked hard it was like when the spirit came on him it, it it didn't it didn't mean everything was easy. He was sweating it through. I don't think he, it wasn't sweat from nervousness. It was no. sweat from from the hard work.
3: Yes, yeah. he you was actually it? warring spiritually for the future, which is us now.
1: That's amazing. And
3: this is well, how prophetic works. Like it, what he was doing was not just for then; it was for now. It was for the future. So I think when you look at where he was when he prophesied things, it's very important too. For instance, yeah, he pro—we're going to show you this prophecy. Uh, yeah, let minute. me.
1: Before we go into the first one, I want to do one more thing, and then we'll go into that. Uh, my staff went to your Facebook page and pulled off some pictures of you and your dad, and if you'll run those, uh, and then talk about Kim, the dad, for a moment while we run a couple of those.
3: Uh, oh, that's me. Okay, so this one is—is is me and dad. I must have been two or three years old and gosh uh, we were i think at that point probably living with my grandmother
1: you, i don't were you still in south africa at the time
3: we were still in south africa yes 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 <laughs> that was <laughs> one, like one of my favorites because when dad and i used to make that particular face and i don't even know how we figured it out but <laughs> we looked exactly the same So we would often make that face in photographs together because we looked so similar like our mouths are the same our eyes you know, I have a lot of similar <laughs> facial interests. him. So we were very silly. My dad was, a lot of people don't know this, but my dad was very funny. Yeah. And very silly. And, <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, he could be very uh, sort of almost childlike. And normal. That's
1: awesome. And that's, that's the way you want it. So he's, look at that. What, what event was that at?
3: That was my wedding. And that is uh, actually the screen. That's what I keep on my iPad and my phone is my wallpaper. Um, It's not probably my favorite picture of us. Oh my goodness. We were both so happy that day.
1: Oh, yeah Awesome. Well, I wanted people to see that well uh, done go ahead. We've got all the other videos You know what we have so I'm going to just turn this over to you and uh, let you go for it.
3: Okay So what I've done today is I have gathered I've I've gotten all the videos that I play at reawaken Which I have to being that I have a 30-minute segment and there's so many speakers. Yeah, I have to make sure that I have enough time to play the right things and just talk a little bit in between so that people understand because we're dealing with an audience that isn't just Christian. Right. And even if they are Christian, they may not believe in prophecy or understand prophecy or have even thought of it. And so there's a, there's sort of this element of, and I think you'll remember when you were at the last one, I was saying, I'm so glad you're going to go first because I <laughs> think you kind of help me set that stage which gives me more time. I can't take any more time than that. This is not an event that you can sit there for hours with one speaker. You've got hundreds of people. So I've segmented these videos in a way that the most important video, the most important things are that you can see him say them in context because another thing is I don't want to edit out something that could be important because you just, with prophecy, you never know. So it's quite a a task for me to put these together, Uh, but I, I... I completely rely on God. I'll just pray, and I'll say, "Okay, God, show me, show me where is it." And I've even had my sister Jacqueline sit with me and and help me figure out how are we going to do this. Wow. So the last time, uh, this past weekend, that we were in um, Idaho, in the Washington Idaho border, at the Reawaken Tour, I changed the order of the prophecies into actually the order in which He prophesied them. Really? Uh, yes. So the first video. Uh, that I'm going to have them play now for you. I've sent these over to Steve so they have them ready there for people watching. Uh, I I have that first video. Uh, This is now in, especially the first two clips are in date order. And and I have been doing them the other way around um, because it started off with Trump will be a trumpet, but he actually prophesied that not long after, but but after, same year. Um, And then... Uh, at the end of this particular clip, it's him in China, which again, you think about where he is when he's saying what he's saying. So I, I'll, that's a little prelude. Now you can play the video and then we can come back and talk
2: about okay. it. Okay. There will be a praying president, not a religious one, but I will fool the people, says the Lord. I will fool the people. Yes, I will. God says, the one that is chosen shall go in. And they shall say, he has hot blood. For the spirit of God says, yes, he may have hot blood. But he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way. And the economy of this country shall change rapidly, says the Lord of hosts. Listen to the word of the Lord. God says, I will put at your helm for two terms. A president that will pray, but he will not be a praying president when he starts. I will put him in office and then I will baptize him with the Holy Spirit and my power says the Lord of hosts. Trump shall become a trumpet says the Lord. No, you didn't hear me. Trump shall become a trumpet. Are you listening to me? I will raise up The Trump to become a trumpet. What is going to happen with mankind? What is going to happen to the nations of the earth? If you look at what's happening today with Russia, you see the Cold War era almost wanting to come back. A revisitation of the Cold War between Russia and China. We see what's taking place. Can it be changed? Yes. How did God do it in the Cold War era at the time? He had a Ronald Reagan. And it was a Ronald Reagan that stood up and took away the tumor now we see that this is trying to grow again and trying to come back to where there will be this cold uh, this be this, this this coldness between russia and america and trying to bring back an era and and i see it happening but to me it tells me that there will be another kind of ronald reagan that has to be emerged that has to be raised up so that this will take care of the tumor in within the nations of the world it's history repeating itself. I'm telling you right now what is going to happen after Barack Obama is you're going to see what's going to start transpiring. It may not happen in the very next election, maybe afterwards, but you'll see as this accumulates and there's this uh, threat of war amongst nations, God will once again raise up a man that will deal with it, and that's what I'm looking to. Wow,
1: I mean, such w- he got a spirit of wisdom on him too. Danae, do you have any idea how often he knew who he was talking about or did he often have no clue who he was talking about when he gave those words? Uh,
3: Sometimes he knew uh, and sometimes he knew and didn't say on purpose. What I do know for sure is that there were things that he had seen that he was not released to prophesy publicly or that he, for whatever reason, didn't. especially towards the end of his life, it was starting to get uh, a little dangerous. He wasn't, he didn't want to frighten us as a family, but I, I think you can testify to this. My dad was a fearless person. Oh, I was yeah. talking about faith. wasn't afraid ever. Not a person who needed security, yet at the end, because of what God was showing him and because of things that he had said already, he was receiving threats and needed security
1: he was oh wow at
3: home so we actually had when he was sleeping this is the last year maybe less of his life he had a man who would walk around the house while we slept at night because of threats he was getting and 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 he didn't he wasn't specific with me my mom would probably be able to tell you a little more but there was definitely um Uh, I mean there were times that he got very angry. I could see that he was angry and he was he would talk to me and and to my, you know, to my mother and say and he'd be upset because he knew something, but he knew if he said it it would put us all into danger. So there is that sort of element to it, you know, and so he he did know it was Trump. And the reason I know that is because it was around two thousand eleven. I wasn't there, but Christy Desfontaine, who does our Israel Update channel, was. Um, uh, she was there, and he came up from his, she was at the home, at my parents' home, and he came up from his prayer garden, and he said, I know exactly who the next president's going to be. And she said, who, he said, if I tell you, you will never believe me. And he had all, already prophesied Trump would be a trumpet. And he'd already, so I know he'd put things, look, In June of 2015, he was on his way to New York. He was on a live broadcast and he said, I feel God's telling me I need to go speak to Donald Trump. And while he was flying to New York, they announced uh, the campaign slogan being Make America Great Again. And and actually, Sunil announced it live on the air on our broadcast with my dad as they were about to board the plane or deboarding, whichever they were doing. And he said, He's just, uh, Trump is uh, just announced "Make America Great Again," and there's my dad saying, "I know I need to go and speak to him." Wow! Oh, <laughs> I want to talk to him, and there's we have footage of him in front of Trump Tower. I mean, he knew.
1: He knew. He knew. That's fascinating. You know, well, way back in two thousand and seven, when he started saying, uh, I think he may not have known back then.
3: No, I don't think he had put two and two together back then, because again. He would literally say what God was showing him. And there were times where he walked off the stage and he would say, what did I say?
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: he not even remember. And yeah. so, so that's why he started Code Breakers, because other people were always the ones telling him, hey, you prophesied that. And he'd be like, I did? Yeah. So we, had to, we found then the need to put together a database and get as much footage as we could, because he was prophesying stuff and just it was just coming out of him
1: that's so good i mean so wise to, from him to begin to record it and save it and and document sunil did a good job back then as well he really did a good job you know he came and did some of that for us too but he's got other things going but um anyway well okay so uh, on to the next one i guess what's your next clip about
3: well before we do say that okay. i want to point out that okay in the very first part that you watched, where he talks about the wall of protection and they'll say he has hot blood. Yes. Uh, and this is the prophecy in which he said, you will have at your helm for two terms a president who will pray, but he won't be a praying president when he t- starts. Now, we can obviously see that's Trump. The walls, yeah. there the economy, the hot blood, all of that is there. Where was he when he prophesied that? The two terms. He was in Maricopa County.
1: He was. Yes. Yeah.
3: So this is why I keep telling people don't just listen to what he was saying, where was he? Because we all know what happened in Maricopa County with the 2020 election and all that stuff. And so the fact that he prophesied the two terms from that place is so significant as well. And That's I, amazing. I, I try to, to, to bring that to people's attention, because that is not nothing. And there's no way he could ever have possibly, you know, you can really see God's hand in things when you look at it like that where God has been showing us and guiding us along the way, giving us enough of what we need to know so that as we move forward, we have direction. But he doesn't tell us everything, not even my dad, because there, are, there is something required of us, you know, and so
1: faith, uh, yeah. I think
3: that's something everybody needs to remember.
1: Yeah, very, very good. Well, I did not know that.
3: He prophesied it, so let's just wait for it to happen. No, God requires uh, uh, from us, you know, um, and so that's why I put these prophecies out there. I mean, I'm posting them everywhere. I, I, don't, I, I cannot stand Facebook, Instagram, all those places, but my dad's voice, which is essentially it's God's voice through dad, yeah. and I'm making sure that those promises, those prophecies are proclaimed and declared in the darkest of places no matter what all the time. So that, that promise is going out, whether people are even aware of it or not, it, it will go to their spirit. The eternal side of them will hold on to it somewhere. And so that's why I, I do it. You know, That's why I started doing all of this in the first place. Because Dad wasn't on social media much. He used Facebook a little for prayer requests. But as far as documentation of his prophecies, there wasn't any, hardly anything. So I just started throwing it on YouTube. And that's how I started to get into putting these clips together, which ended up with Reawaken. But uh, let's go to the next clip. Because this is good, too. And I, I, I want you guys to see
0: it, too. Okay. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show.
2: You've shown me, Lord, how the enemy has once again planned something. But this time, it is completely different. It is not like 9-11. There is nothing like it. This is the most strange infiltration that shall come upon your screens. It shall come upon you in your movie houses. It shall come upon the places of comfort and pleasure. And they shall infiltrate and they shall say, We'll even black them out. We will even cause them to be so terrorized because there is darkness in one section and darkness in another section. What about your children? What about them, says the Lord? That's what the enemy wants, to cripple your economy and to cripple your children. But the Spirit of God says they will breathe in the air that is pure, for I will take the air of this nation and I will purify it, says the Spirit of the Lord. For they want an inoculation against that which is being sent into this country, but it is not being sent in from outside, says the Lord. It is already inside this nation. Your enemies are within, says the Lord, and I will wipe them out one at a time, but before I do, I shall go over to... The land where you are having war, and I will strike down the enemy quicker than you imagine, says the Lord. I will cause a spirit of betrayal to arise, and the people will be afraid. Great fear shall come upon them, great fear shall come upon them, says the Lord. Not because of the strength of America and not because of the strength of the religious. Because the Lord said, I determined this day that I will do what I'm going to do and I shall do it, says the Lord, for the sake of your children and your children's children. Therefore rejoice, for the battle has begun, but it shall end swiftly with a great shout of victory, says the Lord.
1: Oh man, that is so powerful. What? What? Okay. What? What? What was he alluding to in that first part? The first clip. Go ahead.
3: So the reason I did that is because now I've shifted into the timeline of events. Okay. The first video you saw was how the order in which he was prophesying, and there's more prophecies, but those yeah. I felt are important because of how he was talking about Russia and America in, the, in that first video. So here you, you're moving along, and you see. Uh, uh, the most unusual kind of infiltration will be on your screens, your televisions. They'll even black you out. Now he was focusing on New York that day, but he was seeing it everywhere. So we did see that, and then, you know, because we 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 are seeing this infiltration into our media, into Hollywood, into the. So he was seeing this is a new kind of war. He even says it in on another in another prophecy. He said there's a nation itching for a new kind of war with America. So he was seeing this coming. And then I find this prophecy about the inoculation. Now, I didn't find that prophecy until the beginning of this year. It wasn't even in our database. And I had left the reawakened tour and fallen asleep on the plane listening to my dad's old America on her knees album, that, which was released in 2001. And as I'm falling asleep in the plane, I hear him say inoculation. And it woke me up because I had searched his database for vaccines. Because we had the whole vaccine thing happening, and he didn't use the word vaccine he used the word inoculation but you if you exactly what God was showing him there and this is right after 9 eleven so this is also really significant in the bigger picture stuff but he was showing him there that something was going to come that would require an inoculation and we needed to know that our enemy was within and I think these are key th- things that we need to pay attention to because that's god always has used the prophets to advise the generals and the kings
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, to advise leaders to that that's a, that's a prophecy isn't just to wow you there's a function to it mm-hmm. there's so many elements to it it's also just not about predicting future events like i said you know there's the, the prophetic is really uh needed to be understood which is why i just love what you do because you are one of the few who who have really been able to pull it together and present it, that people can understand it better because it's the hand and the five, you know, you have your hand with your five fold and mm. it's the finger that really we need it right yeah. now to be able to grasp. It was actually Krista Bullock who, who, who articulated it so well to me when we were recently in, in a video and in, in an interview together. She's lovely. But um, so I've, I've done this now. Now look what happened. So you see Kim Clement sees this president coming and again there are more and more prophecies about this. Sure. Uh, it, 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 when he was in, in uh, Na- Nashville in 2011, he saw that there would be something going on in the middle of the presidency, he was seeing the next president, something restoration, he saw an Esther rising up. So I can't obviously include all of them, as you know, because of my time limits, but then people can always go and watch, we have it on our YouTube channels and everywhere that they can go and see in the fullness because we've got full videos with all Trump from beginning to end what we see as Trump. So in this, I've gone through the timeline of what happened. So we get Trump. My dad sees Trump's coming. He sees that there's a tumor growing. He sees China, Russia, America problem. And now in the middle of Trump's presidency, we saw the resistance. So Mm -hmm. now they're blacking us out. Now they're threatening us. Now there's infiltration into screens. Now there's a vaccine. And, and what wow. was happening during the time was, you had Trump putting sanctions on China, and then this this virus comes out. So you have the globalists or the cabal or I believe there's more than one of them, uh, uh, whatever they're getting up to there, um, and it's 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 being exposed, right? So uh, um, there's your timeline there. So we're going through the president pre-presidency now. He's in the presidency. This stuff starts happening he's got the vaccine problem, which was a huge problem for Trump with what he was trying to build and do. You know, having the, not the vaccine, the the, the virus coming in, was, it it was messing up the economy. All those things that he was trying to accomplish were just wiped out. I mean, so many people were wiped out by that. My own husband lost his whole business because because of the COVID uh, 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 Mm -hmm. virus. And so... Then you go back to remembering things that dad prophesied about the giants that we would face that would say we will cripple you and destroy your economy. The brothers of Goliath stand in glee. That is where we are now. And so, uh, so that's, that's why you're seeing this timeline in these particular videos today. Is Because I'm looking at, okay, this is what happened. Dad was prophesying. What else is there that we need to see?
0: And so what good, yeah.
3: Expect, right? So yeah. play the next one, and then we'll talk about that.
2: Okay. I see a king falling. I see a king falling. Saudi Arabia. Yemen. Solomon. Lord, you are not pleased. The wall, there's a wall being built that will not be completed for a takeover already a plan Iran you have wicked plans your wickedness cannot be covered I've seen you says the Lord I've already spoken about you Father I just pray you Stop just for a minute. Rudy Giuliani. Oh, you may mock him, but I made him a watchman in this country. The hatred for this nation has increased.
1: You know, I did not know that about the wall thing. I had no idea that it will not be completed.
3: Because of a takeover.
1: That is very specific, Donne.
3: And and you know what? All through Trump's presidency, that video nagged and nagged at me. And I didn't want to share it it because I wasn't sure what it meant. I didn't want to be putting out the wrong stuff or, or something that I didn't understand. But once I started to look into it, especially after the 2020 election, because there it was. Now, my dad prophesied that on April 1st of 2015. So this is pre-Trump's wall talk, right? Yeah, yeah. He's talking about Trump's wall. So he he probably didn't even know he was seeing Trump's wall. But what I do see is how upset he was. Now, that's another thing you should pay attention to is what is his demeanor while he's prophesying? You'll notice there were things he prophesied about, like, for instance, Putin. I mean, he saw a lot of stuff about Putin, and every single time he was screaming and shouting and angry. Right,
1: that was his main, you know, Kim, when I was watching that just now, I'm going, I don't think I ever remember Kim being so quiet, Greed. listening, and yeah, it was this long, and then he said, let's stop for a minute. I don't know He's if strong. that was... His. Too much for him. That was, that was profound.
3: And so the thing about it is, when he made that prophecy, he actually wasn't prophesying. He was uh, taking an offering. And he had been telling a story about Cain and Abel and how all of this goes back to greed. And then suddenly he saw that. And what I left in there, even though I don't quite understand it, is he, go, he says, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Solomon. Now, one interesting thing to, to remember is that in April of 2015, when he prophesied this, Crown Prince Solomon of Saudi Arabia was not the Crown Prince then. He actually wasn't even uh, in too high up in the succession because he had the brothers and the brothers all died in the plane crash, and he became Crown Prince. Oh wow. And this all happened after my it happened after my dad died, I believe. And you notice that when Trump was president, they were talking quite a bit with the Crown prince solomon and 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 um, I'm forgetting everybody's name, but you you remember that there there was when they were doing the Abraham Accords and stuff. Yeah. They, were, they were talking to, to Crown Prince Solomon. Y- yes. You've seen him, and I'm not sure exactly why that's there, but he does, in other prophecies, talk about Saudi Arabia hiding something and being caught with their pants down. So I, I, don't, I don't have enough knowledge or information to be able to explain that, but I know maybe somebody does, and yeah. you, know, you can feel free to contact me. I'm one little person with one little brain. So By the way, how do they...
1: Donnie, just now you said that how do they do they go to uh, kimclement.com or how do they or, or House of Destiny or what do, what do they go to to contact you? Well, you can
3: still use kimclement.com. Okay. It's going to just redirect you to House of Destiny. That's something okay. my dad had been doing before he got sick. Yeah, he was transitioning to the House of Destiny. That was the okay. thing God had showed him to build. So you go to houseofdestiny.org or kimclement.com. And um, that's where you'll be able to find all the information, how to contact us. But particularly with prophecy information, email me at codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org.
1: Codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org. Yes. Okay.
3: And that comes straight to my phone. Now I get so many that I can't always respond. And I'll tell people that in advance in advance I may not be able to respond to you, but I read them all. And then I can, it, it helps me a lot to gather, okay, that happened, this happened, this happened, then I'm code breaking, and I've got people that are helping me. And, and that really, I mean, especially when people, when, it, when it's prophetic people and Christian people who are praying about it and God shows people things and helps them to understand things and they share it with me, that is.
1: That's really that's, good. That now, a quick clarification, is it houseofdestiny.org or .com? Org. Okay, we got so that up on the screen.
3: com house of destiny.org. Yes,
1: okay, got it. Okay, yes. it's up there. Wow, yeah, I mean, that whole thing. And when he said there's a wall, you're saying he may not have even known what that was. Um, it's a, that was an interesting clip. A
3: takeover,
1: yeah, a takeover.
3: It's already a plan? So I believe they had this plan with Hillary, which was thwarted by Trump winning when he wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to. I think they've been cheating for a long time, and they just I put away too. with it. And I think that Trump in 2021 is so big that they had to, like, overdo their cheat. It was so obvious, which is what brings us to Rudy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. There you see my dad saw Rudy shouting, saying, you may mock him. And boy, did we see him get mocked. Mm-hmm. But because I had seen that prophecy, when 2020 happened, then I saw a takeover. not being completed. Iran there was pointed out. So there's more to be revealed about that. You know, we know what's going on with Iran now, but there's something. And then he sees Rudy Giuliani. And right after the the 2020 election, it was Rudy Giuliani who was out there going from state to state, just desperate for anybody to, to hear him because he had so much proof and so much evidence. And they did mock him and they did go after him. Exactly, and you see how angry my dad was. That Mm -hmm. means God is angry about that. That's good. Grieved and angry, you see. And then there's your course of events now. So now you have Trump was prophesied, he becomes president. Then there's all these attacks and we have COVID and the vaccine is being sent in and all this controversy and the stuff that happened around that. And you see the takeover. And the mocking of Rudy Giulio- Giuliani. You see why I've done the timeline, like.
1: Yeah. So. Well, no, I, it's perfect. I'm so glad you did it this way because yeah. it's becoming very, very clear. And I had no idea they had this many pieces. My, goodness. Oh, my it's,
3: goodness. It's so much. It's it's been it's been overwhelming. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm six years into this. Yeah. I'm not even. It's I'm not even close yet. Like, now these other things are like, oh my goodness, because when he saw 2027 and he saw the Latino president. I mean, there's really. There's more than, yes. He saw a young Latino and I don't talk about it often because it's it wasn't for now.
1: Did you say a Latino or a Latina?
3: Latino, a man.
1: Oh, OK. Man. And okay.
3: Uh, he said he would be the first Latino president. He saw him as being smaller of stature, humble. They'll say this man is not speaking enough. And when he went to Miami Cap, my dad did Miami Cap. He prophesied about it again and actually put his mantle on the platform and said you may even be in this building you are young now so there's things like that that i i'm not going to go putting out there now right because we really need to be focused on on the the issues and problems at hand right. but there's again there's still more which i i'm blown away by that i'm completely blown so away. amazing yeah but play this next clip that i have there because it's a short one but it'll lead us into into the next phase of what happened. Yeah.
1: Okay. There we go.
3: There is a man by the name of Mr. Clark, and there is also another man by the name of Donald.
2: You are both watching me saying, Could it be that God's speaking to me? Yes, he is. Somebody, just a few minutes before you came on the show, you went out and you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. You raised it up, and God said, You have been determined through your prayers to influence this nation. You're watching me. You're an influential person. The Spirit of God says, hear the word of the prophet to you. As a king, I will open that door that you prayed about. And when it comes time for the election, you will be elected.
1: Gee, (laughs) I've watched that one before, and I love it, man. I mean, it's like, you know. And, you know, Mr. Clark and Donald, you know, that was, we now believe that that was Clay Clark, which is the reawakened Tour, and Donald, you know, I've since seen the picture with him holding a flag. I don't know if that was a posed one or, or not. But anyway, what are your well, thoughts Well, we do
3: have that picture of Donald Trump holding the flag. And now this is the point, now, prior to the 2020 election, I had been looking for this Clark. Who is this Clark? I knew about this prophecy. I played it all the time. I'm thinking, who is a Clark? I thought it might be that Sheriff Clark. I don't know if you remember him from the two thousand sixteen. Yeah, he was oh yeah. Quite vocal. I really yeah. liked him too, and I, I wondered at the time it was him, but it just didn't seem like enough. It didn't make sense. It was like, well, why would he? He didn't, you know. He, he's a great guy, but it, that wasn't the Clark. So twenty twenty election happened. I'm super depressed because I'm sitting there like everything I thought, I understood. God's just showing me, no, you didn't. And you notice my dad prophesied in the prophecy, and this was God saying this, Said I will fool the people. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, I have even said to God, what do you mean? Why are you fooling us? And the answer is because I have to, so I can get everybody. Yeah. So God has, again, there's a plan going on here. So when I didn't understand, man, it, it helped me grow so much in understanding the prophetic, my own errors, because I thought, Amy Carney Barrett was the Esther.
1: Mm-hmm, right. Got we, we all thought that, but it's like everyone was saying, she's Esther. Yeah.
3: And I'm not saying she's not, but now right. that events have transpired the way they have, I'm, seeing, I'm looking at Carrie Lake, I'm looking at that girl in South Texas that just got elected, whose husband is the Border Patrol agent. My husband grew up in that area. Oh, and, okay. and these women are standing up. I'm wondering, somebody even suggested it to, to me the other day that the Esther may not be a single person. But the church, the bride.
1: interesting.
3: Which I'm not sure about, but I, I'm really thinking about it since they brought that up to me. Um, well, those are those
1: are really important. I hadn't thought of Carrie Lake, and you're and I, I'm not familiar with is the is the other one. Was she Hispanic? Is she?
3: She's okay. Latino. She's Republican. They, I mean, she okay. she won so.
1: Is she too. her name was Myra or something. Yes, Myra okay. course. Okay. She does
3: have big, beautiful eyes. Her husband's a a border patrol agent. And my dad had particularly said when he prophesied about the Esther that uh, cartels would be afraid of a woman. And this particular girl is right there at the border where all the cartels are. And and she's young, and she's been elected, and she's the first Republican elected in that region for, I think, 150 years. And she's Latino. And her husband's a border patrol agent so i look at that too that you know and 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 prophecy can work on levels too because you'll have a person who's representing something but the spirit of that is over all of us like the spirit
1: no that's exactly right you get that you can have and several levels of fulfillment Mm -hmm. the person the group the nation yeah
3: exactly yeah um but going back to the donald and clark because i don't want to i don't want to forget this i was sitting there depressed 2020 election happened. I don't know. I was just, Lord, yeah. you're going to have to really help me through this. I was so mad. I think a lot of <laughs> us have had to deal with our anger issues and controlling that.
1: Yeah, I was I, like down. I don't know if I was mad. Or if I was that, you know, I remember when when Dreen walked in the door and the was, the worm was starting to turn bad. And I was just like, my heart was down on the floor and all of a sudden something hit me and i get, and i looked at her and i said god is not going to ignore the prayers of the saints and now we're seeing it full pl- i didn't know how that would be fulfilled but i had this sudden <sighs> prophetic thing that god is not going to ignore all of our prayers he's he's up to something
3: look if we hadn't seen if the 2020 election had not happened we wouldn't know what we know yeah it had to happen and that's why dad yeah. was seeing the middle of the presidency not quite understanding and then and then, and then the restoration of America, which he went on and on about. So at that time, that's when Clay Clark called me. So the man named Clark called me. To that's me, good. that was a huge confirmation from God, because I had been asking him to reveal who that was called me. And even then, I was like, not sure. I didn't know who this guy was. But he said he was with General Flynn. And I personally... Uh, at the beginning of Trump's presidency, I had been watching what happened to General Flynn. And really? God really, I had carefully, uh, because God told me to. He, it's like, he, God will do that to me, so I'm just a little nudge towards that. It's like, a, yeah. pay attention to him, pay attention to him. And I was, I was quite angry, not knowing anything about General Flynn or his history or who he wow. was or anything. I just saw what they did to him and how wrong, and it stayed with me. So when Clay Clark called me and said, I'm with General Flynn, and we want you to come and present your death. I said yes. And I would never have normally said yes. But I did because I could see, whoa, 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 whoa. A man named Clark just called me. And so I'm going to listen good. to God, and I'm going to try it out. And I went and checked it out, and it ended up being the right thing. And it's led to so much now, so much more, the remnant of people my dad saw that would rise up The one party, which is actually in, an, in an, I think, probably the next video. So let's play the next video. Okay. hope we have enough time.
1: Yeah, okay. no, we're good. We're yeah, good. We, Go for yeah. it.
2: Spirit of God says my people have cried my people have cried out for an answer and this is what I have to say says the Spirit of life A veil has been placed upon this nation. And I did it. I did it. So that for a season my people would wonder. And faith would increase. For in darkness faith grows. In despair faith grows. I did it. But now my fury has ended, hear me, for I have found a man after my own heart. I have found a man after my own heart and he is amongst you. He is one of the brothers but singled out for presidency of the United States of America. But here, yeah, that transcription of God upon the heart of his prophet. How the gold has become dim. The stones of the sanctuary are scattered at the head of every street. The precious sons of Zion, valuable as fine gold, are now regarded as clay pots those who ate delicacies are desolate in the streets and those who were brought up in royal scarlet now embrace ash heaps is this what i wanted my people were brighter than snow whiter than milk they were like sapphire in their appearance and now they are stricken for lack of fruits in the field the hands of once compassionate women have cooked their own children and their children have become food for them your children have become food for who are once compassionate women and your children will no longer be your food you shall not use them and take them out of the womb anymore says the Lord watch how I change everything for there shall be those who are in justice and those There are those who are in a strong position. I'm just hearing this now. In the highest court in the land. The the highest court in the land. The supreme court. You shall step down. For the embarrassment of what shall take place. For I wish to place in the highest court in the land righteousness. And they shall attempt. To put others in to endeavor, to reach their endeavors. But God says, hear me tonight. Hear me today. I have this whole thing planned out according to my will. For it is now time for me to restore the fortunes of Zion. The fortunes to those that had it once. You are going to get it back. This is my promise, says the Lord of hosts. Give him a shout.
1: Wow. So wow. That,
3: that right there will describe to you. You're still on the timeline now. You see that? Even though when he prophesied, it was 2004. If you look at the stones of the st- sanctuary have become dim. Mm-hmm. You see how America, you see what, what's happening now. Everything is degrading. But he, but he was also seeing God saying, this has to happen. Yeah. I did it.
1: Yeah. That was profound. Did. I, I, I never heard that one, you know. <laughs>
3: Now, that whole day, I would advise, and I'll, I'll send you the link myself Yeah. Uh, after we're done, but to anybody here, you can go, um, well, we had a little bit of trouble with the Kim Clement YouTube channel. They gave us a strike because mm. of me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We're one strike away from being deleted altogether, so we're being very, very careful right now on that one. Right. So,
3: uh, but you can well, say what I'm you mad. want on
1: Rumble. You can say what you Wait. want on Rumble. Yeah. And we are
3: on Rumble, too. Yeah. Uh, but I was quite mad because they were, uh, the strike was, happened because I quoted a prophecy of my dad speaking about two pres- presidents, and they'll say, we have two presidents, what do we do now? And this was right after the 2020 election, and they went two years back, and only just a couple weeks ago, gave me a strike, took yeah, the and blocked us from our YouTube channel. So I was really mad and I took all of the videos down and I put an SOS as our profile picture for the channel. But that particular prophecy is on my personal YouTube channel, which is just my name, Don A. Clement Petrushka. And you guys, you know, if anything happens to the Kim Clement channel, you just look over there. I've got a bunch of stuff there. But I just, that's my little thing I do on the side. and I'll play with ideas and things and I'll ask people's opinions. You know, like, I'll put prophecies up and be like, you know, what do you guys think about this? This is weird. This hasn't happened. So that's really what that channel's for. But that entire day of February twenty second, 2014, that you just watched the portion of, is there in full. It's just really long. So I can't play it for everybody. But he nails everything. Now, the next video I want to show you. He's going to, it's going to help that make sense too. So play the next one. It's still the same day. See what else okay. that same there you go. Day.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button.
2: I was standing in my garden. Suddenly the spirit came. Removed from my eyes scales. I was praying for America and I was praying for Israel, nothing unusual. And suddenly behind me starting behind my back, going in the form of an arrow for hundreds of thousands of people. And I turned around and I was stunned at what I saw. This was not just a mere dream, but this was a vision. And so I raised my hand like this and every one of them raised their hands. I looked back and they were doing the same thing. I shouted and they all shouted. They were one. They were one. One party. One party of people. continued until i realized that the unity of these amongst them stood one that god had set aside to be the leader of this nation and then i heard gold i wasn't sure if this was attached to his name but he said to me he will restore the fortunes in this nation. If because of his brilliance, I couldn't quite see his face because that was not allowed, because there was a mist that covered all the people, and he was amongst them. And then there is a nation he showed me and took me, itching for a new kind of war with America. They will shout, impeach, impeach, they say, but nay. This nation shall come very subtly, but he shall not come in the time of President Obama. They shall come when this new one arises, my David, that I have set aside for this nation. They will shout, impeach, 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 this shall not happen and then God says highly embarrassing moments when another Snowden arises and people will become very afraid they'll say we have no protection and then God says am I impressed with your weapons of war am I impressed with the strength of your men's legs I have said I will bring this nation to its knees God said, you have been humbled and yet some more and then you shall hear the sounds of great victory. For where are the people gathered? Where are my people gathered? Where is the sound of unity from my people? For they are saying, how do we kill the giant? How do we kill the giant of death? How do we kill the giant of socialism? How do we kill the giant of of human secularism i have placed that man amongst you and god says these that shall reject him shall be shocked at how he takes the giant down now hear me please the giant of death the giant the giants that have come, the brothers of Goliath, stand in glee, watching America. We will cripple you, you will lose your credit. But God said, Watch, I said, twenty thousand. Look not to Wall Street, however, observe, and they shall say, What is your plan for this? This giant and he will take a simple stone. Remember the name. And he will hold it up and they will laugh at him. But the plan is so brilliant, says the Lord. It could only be, have been given by me. Come on! God says once you recognize the man that I have raised up pray for the enemy will do everything in his power to put a witch in the white house did anybody hear what he just said for Jezebel has chased away the prophets and even Elijah Come on. now I have said go back for this shall be dismantled so that there will be no more corruption in the white house says the spirit of-
1: I'm so glad you have all of those because <laughs> we're getting to see the can I just say this and this may be out of timing but you know, of course, it was a great loss that your dad got sick and then went home. And yet I'm looking at the silver lining, if you will, a gold lining, is, you know, that had he not gone home, we would not have Doné going back and pulling these things out. We would have just been looking for the next word by Kim, the next word by Kim, and we would have lost all of that. We would have totally lost it. You know, maybe a couple of them would have come through code breakers, but look at the work he put and, into this. And
3: think of the authenticity considering when he prophesied these things. If he was prophesying them now, it wouldn't mean as much because mm-hmm. we all know so much now about what's yeah. going on. He was in the past now, which is our past, years, I mean, this was the middle of Obama's second presidency. He saw all of that. He saw the people with the scales removed from eyes, wake up, reawaken America tour, uh, and this this group, and it's not just the Reawaken America tour. I believe he was seeing MAGA. He said, "One party, one party of people. They were one, and he was amongst them." Meaning, he's not a part of that group of politicians. He's an outsider, just like Reagan. Yeah, was. yeah. that's what Dad was seeing about Reagan. Reagan was an outsider to politics. Trump, an outsider to politics, and um, so you can see again. There's our timeline. You know, you see the MAGA, you see the attack on MAGA people. Um, anybody supporting Trump. Uh, at this stage, if you're friends with him, you're getting raided. Um, you see uh, the mention of the simple stone. Remember the name. And I'll hold it up and they will laugh at, at him. But the plan is so brilliant. Could only have come from God. Now, Roger Stone got saved in a Franklin Graham meeting. And wonderfully saved. His wife mm-hmm. was healed of cancer. Stage yes. four, Mrs. Stone. And through the course of this, I've and you've seen what they've done to him. I, I mean,
0: he had yeah. to go
3: through what he had to go through just over these January 6th hearings, and he wasn't even there. He was at home, he had nothing to do with it. He said God told him not to leave his house that night. Now, this is a radical transformation in a human being
0: through Christ,
3: yeah, through salvation. We just had him, uh, we just did an interview with him, which will be on our network uh, on Saturday, this, this coming Saturday, where you'll be able to hear him tell that story for himself. But God's actually put me, which is so interesting, Steve. I always thought I'd be observing and code breaking and informing where he's actually put me in the middle of these people.
1: That's amazing. That
3: my dad's prophesied their names. For instance, even just the Trumps, I now know Eric Trump. And, you know, when I see Eric, we know each other. We'll, we'll talk to each other.
2: That's and We're good. becoming
3: friends. And we had him interviewed on our broadcast as, as well. And while mom and I were interviewing Eric Trump, they were raiding Mar-a-Lago, and we didn't even know.
1: Oh, that same time. Huh?
3: You see how spiritually significant it is? Yeah. The timing of God as well. Because of all the people that Eric Trump could have been talking to that day, that they were raiding his father's house, he was talking to us at Kim wow. Hammond's Ministries wow. and being interviewed with us. So you see how God has worked this in a way for me to be able to, in a time of such deception, when we, where Sunil, when he used to code break with my dad, they could go to the news and you could see, now you can't do that. So God has put me there because now I'm there with the actual people and I'm not having to get information filtered through uh, narratives and news sources and opinions and agendas. I can just go straight to Roger Stone and say, Roger, what's this? I can go straight to General Flynn and say, General Flynn, what's up with this? Clay Clark, the same. Even Eric Trump. And so another thing I'm seeing is something my dad had prophesied about is uh, Christians in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. no longer separating ourselves and being, you know. And he saw the little flames in the homes and how church would change. And look how it has the little flames in the homes. What we're doing right now. Yeah. We are spreading the gospel via this means that can be used for evil, but we're using it for good while we can. And our ministries are now these little flames and houses that are just spreading out throughout the earth. And that's such a beautiful thing. And that's something my dad saw happening too. And so, um, you know, what comforts me is God actually is saying to us through my dad there, you're going to go through a hard time. You're going to be humbled and then some more. Uh, in darkness, I did it. Why? Because in darkness, faith grows, and despair, faith grows. And something my dad had observed about the United States of America is that it's the least evangelized country in the world. And I heard a, a statistic the other day that disturbed me so much, is that I think it was something like 80% of Christians don't read the Bible at all.
1: Wow. Ever. They wow. go to church,
3: they listen to their, their pastor, whatever, and they go home and live. Nobody's reading it. Now, there's so much. Now, this is where my mom would get. It. If my mom was here right now, we'd be hearing it. She, she is actually, when she went on the Reawaken tour with me, we ended up on, on our flight home with a lady who'd been there. And mom realized, talking to her, how little she knew about so many things. And so she spent the entire flight just explaining all this stuff from the Bible, going through the Old Testament prophets, wow. helping her understand. And, and so we've realized there is actually a, a need. In the ch- There's a responsibility uh, coming from the church for what is happening now, too. And we need to wake up to that, look at ourselves, and figure out what we can do to make this right. And God's already promised us he has a plan. But we must always be able to look at, okay, what, how can we? Because we see this, this, what's going on in the gay community and the trans, or whatever uh, yeah. they're putting together now. You see a specific attack on Christianity. Now, if you were to compare the way Christians treat gay people as opposed to the way Muslims treat gay people, uh, a Muslim is going to throw you off of a building or burn you alive if you are gay. A Christian won't officiate yeah. your wedding or bake you a cake.
1: That's what true. Are, Those are the, that's a pretty good comparison right there.
3: And we don't want you to go to hell.
1: Right, exactly.
3: Our goal is not. To, uh, they, look, there are bad people who've done bad things in the name of God. They are taking His name in vain. That is breaking one of the Ten Commandments. They're not saying a bad word. Those, those bad. You should, you shouldn't do that anyway. Obviously, but what that means in the Ten Commandments to take His name in vain is to stand up in His name and it not be Him. And this is a very dangerous thing. If, if it was in the Ten Commandments, that's important to pay attention to. So. Uh, I can see a vengeance in the gay community against Christians, and that somehow has to be resolved. And I, I, I'm not sure the path, but we haven't handled it right.
1: Yeah,
3: or we have. We'll see.
1: Well, but no, I, think- I I don't think I I don't think we've handled it right because we've, for lack of a better word, we're kind of clueless. We don't know how to love and and yet at the same time have a standard that we don't say this okay so. We don't know how to handle it. We haven't known how to handle it. I know a few people who have, infiltration isn't the right word, who have had warm associations with LGBTQ, and they've learned how to communicate and not condemn. And it would be that that we would all know how to do that. But it's a highly skilled thing, because how do you love and hang out with, because Americans generally do tend to stay in their own groups. It's not that unusual for us to stay in our own groups with those people. That a few people that I know have figured out how to. How I just think, and I'll use it as an example. Let me go off of LGBTQ for a minute and just say, um, you know, my the um, pornography industry, which of course we want to stay a million miles away from that. But my, uh, I'll say Cindy. I won't say her last name just because we're not ashamed to say it, but maybe just for security. Uh, Her name is Cindy, and my wife has gone with her to porn conventions to meet with and bless and show love to those girls that are caught. And God God told Cindy, he goes, I'll let you go into this porn convention if you love my friends. And, And God is seeing them as his friends. And I think the same thing for the gay community. If we could somehow figure out how to continue to see them as God's friends, but at the same time want to lead them out of a you know something that's not good for them
3: right and and what you see is the enemy is just it's gone haywire yeah the the, the very fact that they're going after children that makes no sense and i mean you've you've got people in the gay community i think they're called gays against groomers uh oh yeah stood up against this themselves saying look this is what do what do children have to do with any of this yeah and That's then go, and look, go look at your, your, your Netflix or Amazon or whatever you're streaming. If you just look at the images, they're all demonic. They're all, and you'll never see the name of Jesus. Maybe History Channel a little bit here, or somebody did a little bit there. But the majority of it is just demonic. So we're seeing across the board just a manifestation of the demonic that is undeniable. But I think that we needed it to see it. Yeah, and God needed to reveal it to as many as possible, so that we could have a chance at the truth. He will never. He loves all of us. He loves the people who are out there hating him. He loves them in creation. He does. And so we have to try to handle it righteously and justly, where we're not Mm -hmm. saying your sin is okay, but we're also saying we love you though.
2: Yeah.
3: We all have sin. We love you. We don't want to hurt you. We're not uh trying to commit hate crimes against you and so there's this it's a very difficult situation but i think the point i'm trying to make though is across the board you're seeing not only a manifestation of the demonic in a way i've never seen in my lifetime but a specific targeted attack on christians in america yeah it is specific and so we have what my dad showed us that you'd be humbled and then some more so what is that humbling that's looking at ourselves Putting our, uh, yeah, you know, saying, God, good. we do understand everything. We, we've made mistakes. We want to make it right. And I know that in the majority of Americans' hearts, that is what they want. You know, they've been trying to drive us to civil war, but it hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened because it's not what we want, Democrat or Republican or whatever. That's right. No, Americans don't want a civil war. And really, I think we need to wake up to the fact that it's pretty simple. Enough bad guys got into power and we weren't paying attention and it's too many now and they have too much control god knew it was coming he warned us he's let us know he has a plan and what we need to do is have faith in that and faith in 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 the fact that he has it under control yeah and we just need his guidance along the way so we have prophets we have modern day prophets who are feeding us the information just enough but he wants us to work a bit too he needs us to have that faith yeah. And so, and I don't understand all of it yet, but that's where I am now.
1: With it. Well, we're all in process, you know. And by the way, I was going to comment on that, that last video um, montage. We, he talked about people that were eating their children. And when he first said that, I heard that from, they were doing that back in Old Testament days when the cities were surrounded and different things. But I didn't realize at that time that I now realize there are people doing that today. Yeah. There are people practicing cannibalism, and occultic practices and sacrifices where they eat uh, human and, flesh.
3: And the children. Yes. cook your own children, because then he went into Roe versus Wade. We just saw, that, saw that overturned. And yeah. he thought, two from the Supreme Court stepping down, which we have not seen yet. But there it was, Roe versus Wade. No wonder will you, your children be your food. You're not going to take them out of the womb anymore. Yeah. You're not going to use them. Now, these thing, things, no longer will your children be your food. That's an interesting statement to make. I mean, what a strange, even for, even for my dad, a strange yeah. way of putting it. The hearts of once a compassionate women would cook their own children. And then later he says, no longer will your children be your food, no longer will you use them. Now, I've heard about people using uh, the organs of aborted fetuses in food additives. Yeah. So it's very, po- I don't know if it's true or not, I haven't done enough research, but I have heard this. So if you think about things like that, There are things, there's been so much going on undercover and behind the scenes through all of this that's being exposed. And that's what God promised essentially through all of those prophecies. My dad just kept saying, God's going to expose. So
1: good.
3: Shake the nations. Expose, expose, expose. So he also saw the enemies we would face, secular humanism, uh, the economy and debt. Uh, Yeah, he he named
1: them all. And what I I had not I think I'd heard some of this before, but I was really like a sponge taking it in on that. And he was listing all those big, you know, Goliath's brothers, debt and death and abortion. And, and but debt was huge. But he said, but then he went back to the man that I'd chosen. He keeps pointing back to Trump. You know, some people say uh, Lance was probably the first one that said he's like Cyrus. I don't know if Lance may have been the very first one. I think it was.
3: I think Lance was the first one. To yeah. Say that. My so dad would say
1: that. That was Lance. There were people that said uh, the problem with Trump was uh, he, the reason this happened in 2020 is because he was taking all the glory for himself. No, he was not. He kept pointing up to him and he goes, he's the boss. He kept pointing to the Lord. So people that said, well, that's what happened. He gave, took credit for himself, so God didn't let him be reelected. That is a bunch of boloney. It didn't happen that way. God had, was working his plan. And Trump never was outside of that plan. Yeah. In fact, knew this. He knew. I believe he absolutely knew this was coming. And his um, sting operation has been in place since long before that election happened. And uh, this is what's actually going on. Something was not removed from Trump because he did something wrong, folks. It just didn't happen that way. And, right. and Kim has made it very, very clear. So this thing's we're going to learn. Um, what I guess is our time because I have a feeling you and I could sit here and talk for a few hours about this. But, uh, so but so there great. are things we're going to learn. Things we're going to learn that were that you know. And I think it was Johnny Enlow that said you we, we are many people are going to look back and realize that in fact Trump probably never really left uh, control of this nation. So, but we'll find that more to be determined. I love the. I hope we find some more uh, of your dad's videos because I have a feeling there's some more videos that are going to be. They're hiding. They're going to be emerging. So that's amazing. Uh, Don't they tell people how to get a hold of your website or anything you want to tell them? Um, the time you should sure. tell what would you like to tell them?
3: Okay. So, um, again, we do have our own network. And this is something very prophetic, too. Dad set this up with Mom before any of this. This is, you know, something they've been doing for a long time. But we have the House of Destiny, which is a network. And you can go to houseofdestiny.org. There it is right You can watch. Yeah, there it is. And you can watch everything. So you go to the what there's a watch link. You'll see all of our channels. Uh, we have, uh, oh, there's the app. And, and, and everything that's on the website is also on the app. So you can download the app. Uh, just search House of Destiny on Google Play, or iTunes, and wherever you get your apps. We're there. And so that is just a mirror of our website. And we have channels. So we have Prophetic Rewind, which is what I do on my, uh, release on Mondays. And that's prophecies, uh, you know, and I'll, that's something I pray about every week. God, which one? Because I've got 40 years of footage, and God shows me every week which to put up. So Prophetic Rewind goes up on Mondays. On Wednesdays, we have teachings. We have different different pastors and, and anointed people who will come in and do teachings. Um, on Fridays, we have the Israel Update channel, which uh, uh, my dad's dear friend who worked with us for many years, still works with us, Duby is on the ground in Israel, and every week he gives us an update, uh, along with Christy Desfontaine, who runs it on this side, and that's every Friday. You can get an update on what is happening in Israel, what's going on. You can get taught about things. It's just incredible. And then Saturdays, Mom and I still do the broadcast. Dad used to do it on a Saturday. We've kept to that, but it's me and Mom, and we talk about current events, and Mom talks about, she goes into the Bible. My mother, it's incredible to see what God has done in her. Um, You know, he really had to push her up there because she was never a person on the stage, never a person who spoke. Dad always uh, was the one who did that. But now God has given her things to share with people. And so we do that every Saturday or we have conversations like this Saturday. Our conversation with Roger Stone will go up, which is incredible. It's so please watch it. Um, And we have God's really blessed us. You know, we were able to interview. I know you did, too. You interviewed um, Eric Trump as well. I watched with him. He only awesome. did yours and. and, and
1: that mine. was really humbling in a really good way. That was wonderful that that, you know.
3: And what a blessing to see what a lovely person he is. Yeah. I think, uh, if you look at Trump's kids, now that I've gotten, especially gotten to know Eric, you can yeah. see he's raised good children.
1: Yeah, he has. My it's, goodness.
3: It's really a testament to a good person. People make mistakes in life, and Trump's made his mistakes like the rest of us, but he raised good children. And I can say that being that I have now met Eric, I've met uh, Don Jr, and they are good people. these are not these are not uh, no.
1: <laughs> they're really they're salt of the earth i mean and, and if Trump himself or Eric, if they go on a job site they're they're like one of the guys yeah. they're like you know they're not hoity-toity. they're not like, "Hey, I'm the boss, and you will let, you know they are they are, but they but they they first you know make a connection so. Well, I'll tell you this quickly
3: too. The first time I presented, where Eric Trump could see my presentation at Reawaken, Reawaken America tour, Clay put me right before Eric, so Eric would see them. Um, And Eric was on the side of the stage, and I was there with Charlie Jordan, and we presented all the a lot of what we showed you today. And at the time, I still it was only my second or third one, so I wasn't used to that 30-minute time limit, and I got all worked up. There were people there with Somewhere in the future, uh, banners, my dad used to have a, a saying somewhere <laughs> in the future, you look much better than you look right now. Was... And people were super excited just that we were there, me and Charlie. And I went 20 minutes into Eric's time.
1: <laughs> That's... I was, I,
3: and I didn't realize it till the very end and I'm walking off the stage and I, would just, I felt so embarrassed, like I've never even met him. This is going to be my first time meeting him. there he is on the side of the stage and his arms were open. And the first time I met him, he just put his arms around me and hugged really? me. Really? He, he said, I can't believe what I just saw. He said, in 2007, we had no idea my dad was going to run for president. It was not even in our minds. And it made a huge impact on him to see it that way. And uh, he was so kind. I mean, he could have been annoyed with me because they don't have a lot of time. They go, they, they're not hanging out at yeah. the door all day. They're in and out, they're, they're flying on an airplane and they're here and there. But Eric told me, too, that after he did the interview with us, People kept coming up to him, just on the side, everywhere he was going, saying, saw you with Kim Clement. So glad you were there with Frank.
1: <laughs> I love
0: and he
3: it. He said, I had no idea so many people knew your dad. And I said, listen, my dad traveled across this country for 40 years. There are people everywhere, he, you know, my dad.
1: sewed and sewed By the I way, I was going to mention in 2004, it was the first time I ever I invited your dad. It was the first ever Kim Clement conference when it was Elijah List conference. didn't have the video portion yet we didn't have this yet and he came and i just met him he had agreed to come we had this whole band up there that's where he found that's where he met dave newman was at that meeting and at that meeting he gets up and uh andrea hobart who's the flight attendant has met me at that same event she recorded the word he had i don't she has a memory she could sit here and say and she has reminded me of the word your dad gave me on that and it goes because i heard you say it a phrase a while ago and you said something it was not nothing and it reminded me of the word because he goes you are not nothing he prophesied to me you are forced to be reckoned with you housed the prophets and then he went on to prophesy all this good stuff for me I have to but I have to get Andrea to give me that uh, so I can I may it on one time but then in 2005 he came to our. we he inaugurated our little tiny guinea uh, Elijah list studio Elijah Dreams studio and he I must have said something that I was pretty nervous about. it, And he said, Steve, if you could see what I see about your future. And he just, I don't remember the exact words, but it was like, it was profound. That was like 12, 17 years ago.
3: And look you know. at you
1: now. Yeah, look at this now. And so, I, you know, I'm convinced, like, I, I, there's no question in my mind that your dad's not watching. He's watching this right now. He's watching you. He's watching us. He goes, yeah, you know, he's. He gets he to see this stuff. So and I think he's very, he very proud of you. He's part of the
3: cloud of witnesses. Yes. Yeah, he is. That's absolutely yeah. true. And I do feel that often. And sometimes when I miss him, I'll just say, hey, God, tell my dad I miss him.
1: You, him know, Cat will, you know, Cat says, you know what? You should be walking around going, hey, Dad, you know, because he, they are allowed to see that. They don't get to communicate back, but, but you know, they'll they'll do that. So anyway, we'll, like I said, we could talk for a very long time, but... Uh, <laughs> That's our time. I hope you'll come back when you get oh. some more great footage. I, we really, really, really want you back this for the next oh, yes, anytime. Time anytime. This is home for me, Steve. I'll come
3: anytime. You just call
1: Awesome. Me. Thank you, Donnie. God bless you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Uh Johnny Inlo will be here Monday. you all have a great weekend. Have a uh, thanks for coming in today, and we will see you on Monday. Bye-bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.